Excelente, excelente. Welcome everybody to Tanked Up, the podcast all about craft beer and video games. It's episode, I think I said 265 just now. I think that's right. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. one of your hosts, Ben, here with the lovely Lucy. Hello, thank you. It's all right. And the astounding Adol. Hey! Exactly. Oh. Astounded Adol, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to us, we're a podcast all about craft beer and video games. We're going to drink some beers, talk about them, and talk about video games, video game culture, the industry, what we've been playing, normally what we've been playing. Um, let's start, as we always do, with beers. Lucy, you're still on your, your little vaccine check, so you're having another week yeah, off? I'd add some beers on the weekend. Oh, nice. Having, Good. Having a few more days off. Hmm. Anything I'm else? new to this podcast, and I forgot the beers and the game, so... Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I just turned up one day. Just want to hang out. It's fine. Turn my camera on. Yeah, <laughs> seems reasonable. Just sit there, work yeah. away. Me, me and Adam can just chat. You can just sort yeah. of listen in. It's fine. Uh, nice. What are you drinking? I saw a big mug. Oh, tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just normal, good old English breakfast ah, tea. Ah, the classic. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It is. Cool. Well, I shall uh, open up. The beers this week, then, with a beer from Unity Brewing Company. Oh. Uh, I've not had a beer from Unity in ages. Yelps. I can't. I can't remember the last beer I had from them. Uh, this is Cosmic Ballet. It's a double IPA at eight percent. It has a tiny bit of flavour text. Um, Southern Hemisphere double IPA, hopped with fresh harvest galaxy, Vic Secret, and Enigma from Australia. That, I believe, is everything. So, yeah. Mm. That's what I'm drinking. Unity from Southampton. Haven't been there for a long time. Haven't been anywhere for a long time, to be fair. Uh, but, yeah. That's my I've, first I've never beer. been to Southampton. Mm. So, uh, I think I've driven through Southampton last day. Yeah, of note. I've got friends <laughs> yeah. there. That's the only reason I've been. Really. So, mm. uh, brag. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I am having from Duration the Sweeping Coast is a West Coast Pale Ale uh, 4.8% it's got um, their house blend of yeast uh, Mosaic Hops, Azaka and Centennial and Malted Barley and Wheat in the Grist If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, consider Norfolk Sweeping coastlands, coastlands, coastlines that define the region as much as the vast skies. Instantly recognizable, our coastal dunes perpetually shift with each tide, gently changing the landscape in a state of continual variation. Sweeping coast is resinous, bright, and fresh, yet subtly undulating on a journey, one that is always set to home. Undulating. That was, um... A lot. <laughs> I mean, it was its own undulating journey of flavor text. Yeah. <laughs> it truly was. Oh, you can smell nice, that. Nice. Again, duration. Oh, oh, oh God. The, duration no one looked. The pour, the pour went wrong. It took it off camera. That's how bad the pour started. <laughs> like. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean. You, you, you'll, you'll learn how to pour a beer one day. <sighs> It's it's this it's this camera Not level height that makes everything slightly more obtuse. Mm. Um, also, there's you a cat yelling in the hallway. Well, um, this is 
this is a thick old boy. This cosmic ballet from Unity. It's it's kind of like double IPAs of old. Um, mm. you know, a couple of years ago when it was all thick, sort of uh, juicy looking stuff. It did pour with a little bit of head to it. Not much. A little bit carbonated. You could hear it kind of uh, fizzing as I poured it into the glass. But that's gone pretty, pretty swiftly. A little bit of mango on the nose. Not very big at all. Really, really light nose. Might be the gin clouding things. I don't think it is, but... Not the gin in this, obviously. Gin from earlier. Um, <laughs> mm, it's got a nice full body to it, nice and thick. It is, it is an old juice bomb. It's an old juice bomb of okay. like, what, 2019? Mm. 17? Yeah, I mean, exactly. 2010, maybe. Um, I was drinking much worse beers in Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, it's got it's got a nice flavour. It's got a little bit of sort of mango to it, but it does have that kind of uh, um, very kind of earthy um, notes alongside that fruitiness. Rather than the fruity sort of flavours being sort of sweet, they they sour quite quickly. They're a little bit sort of stewy, and then it has this earthy note to it which kind of brings things together. But it does have some mango in there, but it's got something else, just something out of reach for my mind to kind of pick up because it's quite a dominant sort of mango uh, um, with it leading into that earthy note. So Hard to tell, but it's nice. It's very, mm. very easy. Um, the earthiness does leave a little bit of a bitter finish, but really, really light. Like it's a super light beer, really light in the nose, kind of quite light in the, the the fruity punch it's mostly this sort of earthy note that i'm getting which lingers and sticks around leading into that sort of very light again light bitter finish uh, but it's easy we'll see if this develops a little bit more as it as it warms okay. slightly I, I took it out of the fridge 20 minutes ago or something so it's probably only like six maybe five degrees or something like that so i'll see if it develops a little bit See if I get any more flavour from it. Uh, but mm. Adol, has has the has the the fizz, has the head subsided slightly? I mean, I've still it's recovered since the mistake. Um, but on the pour, I immediately got that um, a hit of um, that pine and. Um, well, mostly pine off, off off the pour, and now that now that I can actually nose it, I'm getting a really a sweet lemony citrus, um, and, and just a light rounding of tropical or, around that. Mm. Uh, it's really nice smelling. Like the citrus is a little too peaky to be key lime, but it's got that sweetness and that liminess. Mm hmm. Um. Hmm. Oh, that is quite smooth. Smooth. Ah. Smooth Corinthian leather. No, sorry, I'm distracted by a, a furry thing yelling at the door. Um, which is a change of pace, because usually we start with him in, and he's yelling at the door from this side. So, mm. you know. He's like, hey, you've started speaking. Who are you speaking to? I want to come and see them. Yeah, and then, and then I open the door. He's like, oh, it's not me? You're not speaking to me through the door? Well, pay attention to me. 
Oh, wow. It really is quite a fizzy beer, though. I tried to top up my glass uh, while we were riffing. and def- Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Um, I'll, I'll just... Stunk your face in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've earned Take this. Note. Yeah, so it has. it's very similar in the taste um, as the nose, which I really like. It's... um. It's quite light, is the thing uh, that I'm surprised mm. by. I guess it's a 4.8%. It's got these tasting notes, but they're all very reserved. Not quite as like subtle and like like nuanced um, and low key as like Wiper and True, but much closer to that than the average uh, um, IPA. Mm-hmm. Or it's just a pale ale. Um, but yeah, so it's um, got that slight pininess throughout. But it mm-hmm. sort of starts kind of um, a little, a little that little bit of tropicals there, um, and then it's got that sweet um, citrus, that sort of generic citrus that, that has the sweetness, and then the sweetness, the sweet citrusiness, like stays as the rest of the citrus taste sort of fades away, um, and so you're left with sort of this light sweet on top of the pininess, which is sort of low level throughout as a finish, which is really satisfying. Um, which is interesting because there's like almost no bitter, mm. um, but the actual mouth feel is quite is a little dry. It's not a wet finish, um, and so it's it's kind of the inverse of what I was expecting, which is kind of maybe leaving my mouth wet, but the taste sort of being bitter enough that I would want to quench it. And actually, I'm finding that I'm quite happy with this sort of light, slightly sweet citrus uh, and pine finish. It's the, oh, mouth feels a little parched, like I don't have that wet feel. I'll go for another sip. Yeah. Again, but I, all of this is very low key. So it's not like super dry in the mouth. I could like, it, the bit that's like, ah, oh, I'm feeling a little dry in the mouth is very light. Could easily sit through it, I think. Um, but I do like this sort of surge on, on a sip. It's like the same taste that the finish is. It just there's a surge of it. So it's just kind of one of those beers that has a few things going on, and a couple of them fade away, and the finish is so therefore kind of like an echo of the taste. But then you have a sip, and you're like, aha, right, all these things, and nothing's different. It's just like more powerful, mm. which is really interesting. It's quite a more. I mean, I don't know about undulating or whatever they said before, um, but it is sort of bright and fresh. Um, in the start uh, and then the same things are in the finish and i think that's what i'm saying is when i take another set it's like it's it's like it's refreshing literally and figuratively literally and literally uh-huh. two different versions of re- refreshing is what i mean <laughs> i'm feeling refreshed but also it is like the fresh part is coming back it is mm-hmm. refreshed nice. um and which just makes the sort of cycle of sips really easy because it's the same loop of flavors it's just intensity i guess for the most mm-hmm. part yeah, really yeah. interesting I, i'm not i don't remember the last time i had such a such a such a beer, where the tastes were very much the same throughout, yet it wasn't boring. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. absolutely. Right. Nice, nice. Uh, again, duration is a a brewery I haven't had for a little while. Um, I had a couple probably this time last year. I remember picking up a few when we first. Not even this time last year. A little bit longer than that. when we first went into lockdown in mm. the UK last year. I picked up uh, a couple of their beers, which I'd had before. Um, what about turtles? I don't remember what it was called. 
and I've had that beer as well. I've had sweeping coasters. Uh, oh, have you? Would you well. then? But you again, remember? no. Last year, okay. at some point. <laughs> I mean, more than a year ago, it must be. Gotcha. That's fair. As you can even remember. <laughs> I, I don't even think he did. I think he just dreamt about it once. Oh, yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I do think, like I think this is just so a I... like part of Ben's COVID madness is that he's just conjuring up beers that he's had, <laughs> but he hasn't had. I was like, oh, yeah, fine. I've, I've got four billion beers on untapped. Don't worry about it, mate. It's fine. I've, I've had all the beers. I've done them all. Um, <laughs> might be interesting to see who has the most unique beers on untapped. Just to see what. Well, I see the, some numbers. I mean, isn't that like the whole point of Untapped is so people can collect be- some sort of metric? Yes, yes, completely. Um, it just be it'd just be yeah. interesting. Like you know, it's like the, the gamer score, isn't it? Like who has the most gamer score? What? How much time do these people have? Who has the the highest Untapped unique beers to to know? You know <laughs> yeah. Who's spending all of their money on beers? I use it because I literally can't remember anything that I've ever drank, so it's like, did I buy this beer literally last week? Mm. Let me check if, oh, that's fair. if I had, or instead of just going through like order numbers in my yeah. email, it's like, did I? Yeah, it's because my memory's poor, that's why I want It's fair. I, I was going to say, it's great, it takes you 30 seconds to add a beer to Untapped, and realised I haven't added a beer to Untapped for about three years. So, it might take you 30 seconds. Still another I, 30 seconds you've got to find. Uh, I um, have a terrible memory, and I've just made peace with... Is it, is it a big deal if I've had this one before but can't remember it? Nah. Unless the, the it's for is, the is podcast, but then sometimes the, I... The I, bad I, ones. Uh, I'm bad. just like, I don't want to rebuy this. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't want to have that same, you know, revelation. It's like, I don't like this. <laughs> um, but again, yeah. the idea of craft is that it changes. You know, the... The, the, the recipe changes, the, the, the malt, the quantities, and things like that. So, yes, you can have the same beer, but it can taste different with each batch that you have, mm-hmm. unless you're that next kind of level up and you're brew dog and you're brewing to the same recipe every time for certain beers. Or, you know, some of these breweries like Northern Monk and stuff, I've noticed recently mm-hmm. that some of their beers that you have in like the supermarkets, so like New World IPA, which I haven't had for a while now. But it changed a little bit and wasn't, you know, changed between batches because they changed the recipe a little bit, changed the ingredients. Yeah. And whether that's to do with economies of scale, uh, sourcing the, sourcing ingredients from different places and, and those sorts of things will have an impact on the way that that beer tastes. So we will repeat beers occasionally, um, but never, I, you know, we don't do the same beer week in, week out kind of thing. You know, we, 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 have, we may have the same beer. Six months Welcome later, to the Corona or cast, a <laughs> or a year. Or just later, if, like, I uh, really enjoy a beer, and it's like mm. this was the stout I liked the most this year, or something. Yes. What was the name of that Equilibrium beer I really liked this year? Fractal. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Can look at Untapped. I remember your beers. I can't remember my fucking beers. <laughs> my, I mean, part of it is I think you write you write it down, and you actually that's true. I don't know. You've just got a better memory than me and Adil combined yeah, though, anyway. So I, I've you got a, a memory for weird things. You have to remember like shoe sizes and stuff oh, like I've that. No so. idea what a shoe size is. Don't worry about that. Like, I think there's too many beers. All your beers are in my mind. I, I don't remember shoe sizes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> At least he remembered her birthday. Yeah. Wait, today. What? Well, you knew which week it was on. <laughs> Not when I booked something else to do a couple of weeks ago, and it was like, I can't do that that weekend. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we start talking about? You just appeared here, child. You have no birthday. Yeah. <laughs> They're kids. All the birthdays are the same. I mean, matter, you just it, tell like, you tell her it's the wrong month, and she won't know. No, that's true. I I should have planned this better. I did tell her a couple of weeks ago that she had uh, seven weeks to her birthday, and then literally every week she's like, "Now it's six weeks to my birthday. Now oh. it's five weeks to oh, my birthday." No. Like, oh no! I've absolutely dug myself in here. Like I don't know how. Yeah, I tell this. We'll yeah, see. I wonder uh, if she's at the stage where she can do the... See, monthly math isn't every four weeks. Yeah, so just like some obfuscation there where if you said, oh, yeah, it's a, it's not quite two months. <laughs> uh, like, what does that mean? I, could, I can't do that, that like, math in my head. I'm like, I don't know, September? I, I, doubt, I doubt when I was five I could tell you... I, I don't think I knew what time was mm. in terms of, like, how many yes. weeks, so... Well, hey, they're intelligent human beings. It's absolutely nuts how how smart they are and how quickly they can just remember. So that their memories are nuts. She'll tell you what beers we've all drank over the last six months. (laughs) Um, Let's start talking uh, about video games this week. We'll enjoy these beers and crack into whatever everyone wants to talk about. Uh, I've got a game to discuss. But I'm happy to cede some time to whoever wants to jump in first. Everyone at sure. once, instantly rushing in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I only I, have the I've one game. I've got a few games also. Okay, okay. deal. I got the one. You um, have the floor. Uh, it's, and you both watched some of it, so... Mm. Uh, it's called... No, it's called Lacuna? <laughs> yeah. A yeah. sci-fi Little noir tata. adventure. Um, and it's a 2D pixel art adventure game, uh, taking place in the yeah. sci-fi setting, uh, with noir bents, um, had a good stream of it earlier today. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, first of all, the art style is really good. It's, um, yeah. it's got enough, okay. um, 2D planes. Um, such that you have a, a decent backgrounds that have feel mm. like they have depth, and they do nice things where you're on a bridge, and then there's another bridge in the background, and so the the people on the other bridge in the background just have fewer pixels, so their face is okay. like three pixels to your six or eight or whatever, so it feels like resolving distance. It's depth, yeah. Yeah. So just yeah, it just if like the like the the lower clarity uh, at greater distances just makes it feel a little a little more real despite being obviously very pixelated and arty and there are no faces which is a nice stylistic choice because mm. it's it makes it easier once you get used to it to to feel like there's more detail than there is um and of course it's got particle effects which i think is the coolest idea so one of the things that happens is people beam things for to your cell phone um and those are like basically this massive like 25 different um, white, slightly blue lights that come from the person's phone to yours, and they sort of do us like 
spread out to like twice your height and then zoom back in to hit your phone and it's just like really ar nice arcing thing and it, it just looks really pretty and of course those particles are much smaller because they're at, at resolution of screen right mm -hmm. rather than at pixel resolution so they just look like otherworldly they look super high tech even though it's a very simple effect just because the rest of the game you're just sitting there with this like lower res thing and i thought that 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 was a really cool idea um, but overall it's it's a it's a neat little game i'm super interested i'm gonna play more of it i already know um and basically you start with a prologue which is a good onboarding technique of pe people on some um new colony and the colony spoiler alert for the first 20 minutes or whatever colony blows up essentially and there's very well there's a big mining catastrophe essentially and, and you uh and not many people survive but it's a good way of onboarding you with the things while giving you some narrative um exposition Context. yeah um so and you're like a, a kid who's new to the city, so it makes sense that you're learning stuff, which I think is a very smart way to do onboarding instead mm. of, I'm the grizzled detective who does a lot of monologues, having to be like, and how do I walk left and right? <laughs> right? And so by, have, <laughs> like, by having the, the, like, all of the, in, in, most of the instructions, except for like, deeper things in your cell phone, are sort of going through as the child who's new, and you're already in this sense of, I'm new here, I don't know anything, I'm learning. I think is a, like a very shrewd writing and design yeah. thing that can be easily be overlooked. Um, and then, so basically what I like is when it like is teaching you things, or when, when new things are happening, uh, it shows you like a blue ghost. So the first thing you see is, a and D are left and right, and there's a blue ghost who moves to the left. And then so it shows you where to go, mm. um, which I just think is, again, a really neat way. And, like, when it teaches you how to interact, the little ghost goes to the door to the elevator and pushes a button and the door opens. And that lets you know that, oh, I need to move towards this thing, then I can use interact. And it's a, it's a lot, it's just a tighter way of, like, saying press E to interact, but also, like, just... If, if someone was new to this type of game or whatever, it's just that just a little more hand-holding during the hand-holding hand thing that's visual and not just a piece of, like, you should know, do, do, do X to interact, and then be like, okay, well, what am I interacting with? Like, it's just, again, I think a really good quality of life thing that clearly thought about how to make that painless. Yeah. Uh, which flips to... So the basic premise of the game is you're trying to solve different parts of a crime that happened. There's an assassination and there's sub subparts. And basically you have like news uh, articles you can read that give you information. And then you have sheets, which are basically like submitting reports as a cop. Uh, and you're taught all this as the child by doing their homework, which I thought was really smart um, because it makes sense. How do I do this? It's my new school. Well, you do this. And also there's no takesy-backsies. We're a terrible school. Um, but also there's no takesy-backsies on a police report because it's a police report. You're mm. saying this guy did it or this, right? Makes I, sense. I, I really like that part about it. Like it, 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 it throws you kind of into the character. So you, you get that, that tutorial level with the, with the kid at the beginning. But also from what I uh, watched you play, there's a couple of elements which I really like about it. So it's the timed dialogue as well. So you have, uh, when you're talking to someone, a, a timer will run down when it wants you to respond or ask a question or something like that. I really like that because... In real life, someone wouldn't just stand there like, 
in real life you don't stop what to ask me you don't call twitch chat on the phone to say what do i tell this person (laughs) but also your choices have or at least the currently i don't know how far you went through because i had to jump off uh watching you play but i there is the kind of appearance of consequence right You, you you have said it is this so this is now what's going to happen. You know, there was a point where, just just I think just before I jumped off, where you'd kind of solved a, a part of the case that you were doing, and that it had implicated somebody else. And you yeah. know, the way that you were playing it was like you could just you could ignore this person, or your your partner had basically said, "Should we take them in?" And your choice was like, "Nah, leave them alone," or "Yes, let's arrest them," and. That has a consequence, I would think, at some point. I'd like to I'd like to hope that it had a consequence at some point. And then filling out these reports and saying, this is the thing that happened, this is the person that did it, or this is what I know about said character, hopefully has consequence. And it feels, at least in the way that they've implemented these things, that it would have consequences. So I don't know whether that has had consequence yet for you. If you've got anything you can kind of extrapolate on with with that but yeah not not so much yet but I, it also feels i mean the the thing that they sell you say right at the top of the game is like it auto saves mm. and there's no it, it overwrites there's no way around this oh. um so like Can't what you do is what you get, uh it's a it's like a roguelike adventure game which mm. i really like for a detective game and that that's what makes those decision points of like what do i say really important and also like submitting a report which has like basically reports of like a various number of clues and you can pick between options um three or four options per like your report basically says it's a man with blank hair carrying a blank with blank beard and there's only three or four options so you could brute force it with save scumming but like you can't because if you get it wrong, I had, I don't know what happens, but like even just knowing that it overwrites is enough for me not to really play that way. Yes. Um, although there are multiple save slots, so like you could maybe do something about that. But what I like, yeah, I think that that's really integral to like how I was feeling with the game. And like once I started playing as kind of an asshole detective, like my asshole partner, like just slightly less bad than him, it was like okay, well this is what I'm doing now. This is this is how we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah, so so the it's really tight. I, the the I actually wish the writing was more overwrought uh, when he mm. does his monologues, just because noir is a very silly genre in the sense of like um, Fenner on the chat was like, oh, I expect more like Ray, Raymond Chandler similes, like just like that overwrought dialogue, and that I think would work really well, especially when you think about what they could say in a sci-fi setting. Yes. That could be really cool. Instead, it's mostly just like inner inner monologue stuff. Like, uh, I was thinking about blah, and this like there's no like contemplation of like the city lights or any of that sort of weird mm. stuff you get in noir, right? The 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 color. Yeah. The color in noir. The color in noir. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which what I said. I mean, but it, but it, you're not wrong. The color in noir comes from the writing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like one of the first choices you have with with. Um, your your character is whose name I've already forgotten. It's N. C. Noel Coward. That can't be right. Ne- ne- Neil Conrad. Neil Conrad. Thank you. Um, is you <laughs> Imagine better, if you it pick was Noel gonna... Coward. Just... Yeah, we were really good. 
Um, you get to pick whether he smokes or not, like whether you make him quit smoking or not. And I, I'm really hoping that because I've picked a smoker thing that that'll matter. Um, but kind of a noir detective without you know being a heavy. Well, it's also a post-cancer smoker. society. They said so. There's no harm in smoking, which is a nice touch because then you're oh, like, yeah, okay. do whatever yeah. the hell you want. <laughs> yeah, Neil I'm Diamond or whatever your name is. Um, <laughs> no Edmonds. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Your I really like Mr. Blobber. That. He just blasts into a room and fucking destroys everything. <laughs> I mean, that'd be really good. So, so the the thing, the, the only thing I, so I really like it. I, I the story seems to be going somewhere. It's so far, it could be. It feels like it could be on rails a little more than I suspect, but I won't mm. know until I play mm. more. Just because, like, one of the things about the writing is how branching it is. So, like, when I submit a thing, they're like, "Hey, yeah." Because of this, that, the other thing, which are the three clues that I based my reasoning on, um, yeah. this is the case. And then someone pops up and like, I'm already here. Like, I, you were right on where you, where the crime scene is. And so I can't tell if it's, if the first call would have been some form of dialogue based on what I submitted, but mm. then maybe it wouldn't have triggered the guy being like, hey, I'm already here. Right? So it's hard to tell when I haven't fucked up yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so there's, but there's also like, uh, it's very aware in certain ways. So why I think it might be on rails is just, uh, so there was a cut boat and this guy's like, you find out this old man probably saw the guy you were looking for and you're like, okay, can you tell me what he looks like? He's like, ah, but I got kicked off of my, my mooring in a different Harbor. So I'll tell you what this guy looks like if you go and solve my problem and you're like, it's pretty time sensitive uh, and you get to choose. Yeah. Fuck it. Or yeah, I'll help him. And I was just like, Oh, I'll see what happens when I say, yeah, I'll help him. Oh, look, excuse me, uh, sir. I am a detective. I am asking yeah. you a question. I'm not a fucking like, <laughs> this isn't, yeah, I'm not your adventure. Game. Yeah. But anyway, so I said, yes, just, just to see what happens. And so he says, Oh yeah, go to this other area of the city and go to the you can find the guy who, who my contact there he's at the red herring pub <laughs> perfect and then i was like ah fuck but there's no way like now that's my objective mm. so i started going to the train because i'm like i guess i have to do that and then i got a phone call that like because i had submitted another clue before i talked to this guy that was tracking the boat they're like we found evidence of the guy the boat and then the guy at this place which is the same place as the red the like, same area town as the red herring things then i t took the train and i was like fuck am i stuck on this train because it's going to the same place and no it's because both clues co-located yeah and yeah, I, yeah. I was clearly on the follow the criminal and screw red herring pub but i didn't know if that meant that all the is it like if i had talked to the guy before submitting the boat thing would have had been stuck going to the red herring or is it just a pseudo choice mm. and I would always be on the main track and it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the last thing I'll say about that, the, the game is the, the one thing I really dislike. So one thing, the, the phone doesn't have a time on it. 
Because yeah. obviously they don't want real world time because it's scene based, right? Like until I progress from this area, like I'm investigating the hotel and no time's really passing as I bounce around between people and places in the hotel until I move to the next thing. And then someone, until someone mentions the time, I have no idea how much time has passed, and, and, which I like. Yeah, and right? time was quite an integral uh, part of solving the, 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 the clues as well, wasn't it? You know, people gave uh, times for certain things, yeah. so... Timestamps are were in almost every um, every puzzle, yeah. Mm. So I like that. It's just weird having a phone without a time. And then the the game was like one of the timestamp clues you got was, oh, it's it, this happened. This delivery happened at twenty two ten. I know because I was checking a message on my phone, and I was like, don't fucking tell me phones have clocks on them. <laughs> and I know yours. this is a minor quibble. <laughs> But it just was one of those things where, what? Um, but the real quibble I have is, it says, like, go this way. And often, so you enter, if you, like, take the train, I have no idea if I'm supposed to go left or right. But it's telling me, go to the hotel. But, like, I, I don't have a map. And I, I'm i not actually, um, what's his name? Neil Conrad. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but that... Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, so... It's a pretty generic name, Adil. Why, why can't you remember it? Yeah, because it's pretty oh. generic. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so, like, I know North Carolina knows whether to go left or right, but I don't know. So I, I, I like, so a couple times I went the wrong way and had to turn around, and that feels dumb, and, it, like, it'd be nice if there was just, like, an arrow or something. Yeah. And I get that you, I don't want hand-holding for, like, this is where the next clue is, but, like... When it's go to this building and I get off a train, yeah. I'd like to know versus like running up, up the platform and then be like, oh, that looks like a, maybe a dead end. Is it worth turning around now or should I keep going just in case I'm wrong because I don't want to double back? It would give you the option of then wanting to explore, right? So you, you said earlier that in the sort of the tutorial that there was this kind of blue holographic person doing stuff. So yeah. even if you moved into a new area and suddenly you saw like your character just running off, you're like, yeah, okay, it, I know it's that way, but what's over here? I I, I I can freely explore now. That's exactly what I was thinking mm. was that like, why isn't it like, why can't you give me that ghosting that, that you already have built into the game to be like this way. Yeah. And then, and then you're right. Like I would, go further versus like feeling like oh i'm going the wrong way i don't know why there's a slight subtle difference between not knowing whether i'm supposed to go left or right and then when i figure it out figure it out continue that way versus i know i'm supposed to go left let me just double check right like it's like being confused and then finding the right way you just automatically keep going that way mm -hmm. which means i'll go all the way left and then be like oh i'm supposed to go left and then i never really encounter right which is it's minor but it's just it's just a little weird mostly because it it's it's a type of thing that's throughout the whole game like going to new scenes and i'm like which way mm. right and mm. in, so it's one of those things where like unlike the clock which except for when they put a button on it wasn't then i was like oh fuck's sake people like I, I could get used to the fact that there was no clock right this is a every new scene and i'm a detective trying to solve a crime across the city and prob prob probably off planet as well i'm gonna need to i'm gonna hit these moments all like every 10 minutes at least right it's just it's just 
suboptimal and, and and because like they had a mechanism to do it it was just kind of disappointing but other than that i think it's really good i think the writing is good enough the puzzles are pretty deducible overall mm -hmm. the one thing is i thought i had all the answers for one of the clues like what he looked like but i couldn't figure out how to submit it because i guess it wasn't the right time of the game which i feel like i should get punished for like i'm pretty sure this is what the answer is uh like submitting too early if the but anyway, that's a thing I'd like to play more of and maybe report back yeah. on these worries uh, in another week. Yeah, nice. nice. I'm looking forward to uh, getting an update on that because something I was very interested mm. by. Do we... When was it... Um, when is it out? Is it out now? Oh, it was out May 20th. Okay. Oh, cool. So a few so days ago. So five days ago. Nice. Yeah. Fair enough. And you played it on PC, right? I did. Mm. I don't remember what it is out on. People can Google Kuna stuff. Matata. People can Google stuff. If that game sounds interesting I to you, just, just, just Google it. <laughs> I think it's just PC. I think you are correct. Mm -hmm. But it is on 50% off on um, GOG right now. Oh, nice. 50%? Wow. 15. Oh. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, sorry. I thought you said 50. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I realized... Uh, that's uh, there's a trouble with my accent. Like, get, in, get in now, a six-hour window. It's fifty percent off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only for people who have heard this broadcast <laughs> uh, live. Once this, well, once this podcast, podcast ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Here's a promo code. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think uh, it, up, it doesn't say. I can't see any other information except for GOG and Steam. So. <laughs> Oh. What? Oh? Oh, it was just an... It's an entrance on IGF. That's all. Okay. okay. Yeah, sorry. Nice. I, I thought it was a done quick thing. I was like, oh, did they start as a done oh. quick? But no, I, I misread. <laughs> like, shit, because this is quite sprawling. Mm. Um, It seems like a, a good place for me to jump in. Um, Talking about a game um, called King of Seas. Which I believe released yesterday, maybe. I think I was allowed to talk about it yesterday, so I don't know when it's today, twenty fifth of May. Perfect. Releases today. A lot of games. And so, if you're listening to the podcast, comes out a few days ago. It's out. You can go and play. But we were kindly provided the code from the publisher to take a look at. So I'm playing it on PlayStation Four. It is uh, made by 3D Clouds and published by Team 17, who publish so many games. Mm. So, yeah, I didn't know so many games. I was looking back through, I'm like, Team 17 have given us a lot of code. And they have. There's so many. They make, they publish so many games. Um, yeah. But King of Seas. So many good games. Good games. Yeah. And, and King of Seas absolutely falls into that. It's, this, is a, this is a good game. This is a fun game. Um, you are... A character, <laughs> but you get to pick whether <laughs> basically you get to pick whether you're a boy or a girl. But ultimately, you're a boat, right? You are you are you are sailing around 
a a boat around. Oh, okay. so, so you pick the captain. You pick the captain. I thought it was like. But the you boat were almost always just driving you the boat. Almost, <laughs> you, well, you were always driving the boat unless okay. you dock and okay. you have a couple of things to do. But we'll, we'll, I'll get into that in a moment. But um, so King of Seas is it's like a pirate game. You you you, you travel mm-hmm. around the seas doing kind of piratey stuff, right? And the closest game I can kind of think of to the way that this operates is something like Sunless Skies. So it's got this slightly top-down kind of view. It's this sort of tank control kind of motion. So you turn left and the boat will continuously turn left. You know, it's not kind of, Mm. it's not a twin stick Mm -hmm. shoot where you point up and it will move up and then you spin around. It is just sort of point left and you can open your sails uh, and you, you, you move. And there's three speeds, uh, slow, quite slow, and immensely slow. Um, but I imagine that will open up the more, you know, with the, with the better ships I, I open. And it is an RPG, so it has a few of those kind of upgrade and uh, um, talent elements to it. But so far, I have not done a huge amount of the story because it's just quite enjoyable sailing the seas and oh, nice. and fighting other ships and discovering islands and looting uh, little shipwrecks and if if you loot a shipwreck at night they occasionally turn into a ghost ship and then you're just harried constantly until you either defeat it or you're defeated essentially um mm. but it, it 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 has this very very satisfying kind of core element to it it is a fun game mechanically and then Mm. with that they have this kind of rpg story and uh yes you you pick whether you are a boy or a girl but you are the son of a king and um story-wise within the first bit you kind of go on a mission and then get exiled from the kingdom so you're uh, you're you're hunted, you're blown up, and then some pirates pick you up, and you start a life on the high seas, kind of as a pirate. You're giving a ship, and you know, generic kind of pirate story stuff sort of happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a big octopus. Is there? Oh, I haven't got to a big octopus yet. Oh shit! Okay. Wait, is it not a kraken? There's a kraken. I want a big, I want yeah. a big kraken. I want a kraken. I haven't got that yet. Uh, but I, I again, as I say, I haven't. Why isn't there a Kraken game where you play as a Kraken? That's Carrion. No, yeah. you need to be in the seas and you need to kill Jack Sparrow and pirates and stuff. There was a game called Is it Salt? Where you could like control Kraken. Really? <laughs> I'm looking this up. I played it. I played it. Um, it's like it's like a. You're not on the seas, but. It's got a very nautical theme to it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that anyway. Uh, back to you then. <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, yeah, it, it's got a satisfying little loop. It does have these RPG elements and a story to it. But a lot of the time with the story kind of missions, there was one, and this is a very early story mission, but one where I had to go and get some information from somebody and for them to give me information, I had to deliver 160... Um, the blooms. No. Uh, um, 
160 sort of portions of medicine uh, uh, and you have you know you pick up loot you have a hold it's got a certain mm. uh, um, each ship capacity. has a certain sort of capacity to it so that was the hey upgrade to the next ship this one is the same as the previous one but it's just got a much larger hold for you to get things and so I travelled the world looking for medicine trying to buy it in different ports and um sell off the things that I kind of looted in the sea or on the land. Uh, you don't go on the land, you just pull up next to the coast and press X. And it assumes that a boarding party, I guess, have gone on and got whatever was on the land and brought it back. But it took a very, very long time to build up the amount of uh, medicine I needed. So I ended up just going to a port, selling almost everything else I had in my hold... And then buying all of the medicine that they had to, to make mm -hmm. up the difference. And they had a reasonable amount. You know, I was only on like 100. So I bought 60 or 50 or something from this port. But between ports, there is uh, an economy. Some things they have in abundance, some things they don't have. So ah. there is an element of being able to sort of trade between ports to make money from. And. The, the game is trying to push that kind of on you. Like, go go to this port where you can sell all of the rum that you've picked up really, uh, uh, you know, at a higher price and then buy all of the wood that they've got Then take all of that wood to this port and buy that and that's where you get the cheap medicine kind of thing. But... You can get all, like, 6,000 kilograms of right. lemons for scurvy. <laughs> all the oranges, mate. Everyone needs oranges. Um, <laughs> but it, it kind of... It, tells you that that is something that you can do but ultimately so far with the amount of money that i've been getting from just looting stuff and and shooting other ships i i didn't i haven't needed to worry about that kind of level of trading okay. yet um i i haven't found myself short of cash and when the game was like you've got to you you get to get a new ship now you need twenty thousand monies like well, I've got nineteen eighty or something. All I need to do is just find some treasure somewhere, and I can just come back. And I think part of that is that the story mission I've just done was level fifteen. I'm level twenty five, and I oh, because just I just enjoyed cruising the oceans, doing stuff and exploring and shooting and killing other oh. ships that you know you're grinding I was like RPG, yeah you're so. you're grinding but you don't feel like you're grinding <laughs> absolutely what, what you've just told yes. us is that to the point where you like the grind more than the game <laughs> so far yes <laughs> i mean that's great right it is it yeah. is but i want to that's unique <laughs> i want to explore the game a little bit more because when you do dock in a port it pops up with a little menu and it has a couple of options. So you go to the carpenter who can repair your ship or you can buy ship upgrades from. You can go to the market where you can trade goods. Uh, what else is there? There's a bank so you can store goods if you wanted to. You know, upgrades that you can put on other ships and things like that that you might pick up rather than having to sell because things take inventory spaces. Um and there's then other things which are uh, greyed out at the moment still. So there is something else. So I'm 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 suddenly at a point now where I'm thinking, okay, I've done a couple of storyline missions. I want to see what the next level of this game has to offer as well. You know, mm -hmm. there's as a, a trophy pop. So I was like, oh, what have I just done? So I had a look. Mm -hmm. And then saw some of the other trophies, and some of them were um, taking over five 
islands or five uh, uh, five sort of um, settlements, mm. and then the next one was taking over ten or twenty settlements or something. So there's that element to it as well, which hasn't been explained to it's me colonization. yet. Colonisation. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I mean. It's pirates, but it's still colonisation. Absolutely. Well, pirates um, are are an offshoot of colonisation, right? But yeah. it's, I don't know how absolutely. much it's going to lean into that, right? I don't know whether it's going to wear its kind of political <laughs> stance on its sleeve or a, a, as a flag waving on my ship, or whether it's just yeah. nah. They're your, fr- they're your friends play. now. Right. Yeah. You you, you just you just get cheaper. Change, yeah, yeah. You just get cheaper materials. You can just upgrade cheaper here now. Okay. I don't know whether that is what it's going to do, um, but it's <laughs> it, it feels light enough that that feels like a possibility. That it isn't going to delve too deeply into things. You know, there's there's kind of like side yeah. little quests that you can do, and a lot of the time they repeat between settlements. So someone will say, take this to this place, or take this to this place, or go and kill some navy boats and, and you know, stuff like that. So there's no kind of depth to the the politics that kind of piracy involves, but also you're this exiled, or the, the, I picked the princess character because I was sat with Evelyn and she said, oh, she looks cool, pick her. And I'm like, yep, yeah, cool, I will do. Um, it was either the, the cool-looking princess character or just standard blonde boy number five, you know. Is it Guybrush? I mean, he's very close, actually. His face isn't quite <laughs> as long and his hair isn't quite as, as, as long, but it's very, very close. So... Um, <laughs> There's no sort of, so far, there's a little bit in the story to be, I want to, you know, the main quest is I need to get here to work out what's going on. Why have I been exiled? What's, you know, what's sort of happening? But she's taken to a life of piracy pretty, pretty easily. <laughs> and she's just shooting down boats left, right and centre, doesn't it? Without, with <laughs> abandon, you know, it doesn't matter who they are. You can just attack whoever you want. Um but it's, it's uh, is there repercussions like are there like so there are reper- uh, factions or anything so there's no f- uh, from what I've played there's no factions but if you attack boats within a certain proximity to the settlements they will become aggressive towards you and mm. I don't know how long that lasts because the, the, you know you've got your map I've started up here I've gone over here I've shot someone in a an area of a settlement. I've then gone, and several game days have passed, and then I've gone back to that point, and there's been no issue. Right. So I don't know how long, how quickly that takes, and I don't have the patience to sort of kill someone oh. in proximity and then just sit my boat and go off and do some work and then come back and have a look at what time it thinged. But there's, there's no indication of that. So it is a fun game. It's got a really compelling mm-hmm. sort of gameplay loop, but you're not going to get much depth to this. You know, it, it doesn't. It's not like Sunless Skies, in which there were factions. Yeah. You were playing people off, mm-hmm. kind of against each other. That game was all about the writing, not all about the writing. It had a fun gameplay as well, but it, it lent very heavily into its world building and its writing and the choices that you made. This doesn't feel like that. Yeah, uh, Sunless. Is it Seas? Sunless Seas was the first, the first one, one yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's got a much more darker, grittier tone. Mm. It seems much more 
upbeat. Yeah, just, completely. Yeah, as you say, just sailing the seas and having yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. As all pirates should. And that's what it's been. <laughs> and, and I've I found that the games that I've been playing on the PlayStation recently, so uh, Stranded Deep, I've put a lot mm. of time into, and then King of Seas, are kind of not that heavy which is great because the time I'm actually getting to play the PlayStation is about 30 minutes a day when Evelyn's come back from school and we've hung out for a bit and played and then she says can I watch something are you making dinner yet can I watch something and I said yes it's like (laughs) 10 past 4 quarter past 4 you can watch something I'll just play the. I I will make dinner but in in like half an hour's time I'll just play this for like half an hour and because she sat next to me, it's something very easy to be able to kind of play. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Hey, you'll be, you'll be, you know, she's interested. She's like, you'll you'll be in the pirate again. I want to watch you being a pirate. I'm like, you can, but it's not that fun to watch. So maybe just keep your program on at the same time. You can kind of <laughs> flick back and forth between if you want to. Uh, but it is fun to play, absolutely. And I want to sort of delve into that." next step that next level to know whether taking over settlements and uh, you know how that plays out whether there is consequence to that sort of thing or if it is just you now rule the high seas and everyone and everyone's your <laughs> Which, friend i mean so so can i just ask um with the seems like one of the main upgrade paths is your ship given that you are your ship essentially yes um is it, is there like different places where you get different ships? No, so you can. I'm just wondering, like, so you can sorry, you can. There's, you I think there's five or six different ships. Oh, but you know of them all. Yes. So as soon as you go to the first town and the like carpenter, you can click hit buy ship. And it shows you all of those ships. And you're wow. the only thing that's locking you off. I think it's just the amount of money that you've got. So yeah. um, there was a, you know, the, the quest that I got said upgrade to the next ship, get, get enough mm. money to upgrade to the next ship. But within those boats, you have upgrades as well. So you can upgrade, ah, okay. you, know, you can pick up items. So you can have different cannons, you can have a different hull, you can have different crew, you can have different sails. And each of those will add to your attack, your defense. Uh, or what's mm. the other one? Um, there's this speed? like it's not speed. speed no, there's this yeah. like voodoo element to this game as well. You're where it's not just you're a boat and you fire your cannons. There's this voodoo element. So uh, um, certain people have like powers. So you can be you can be okay. sailing along and you can fire like a fireball from your ship because one of the crew on your ship has an ability to do that. Or one of one of the abilities I've got at the moment is to fire off a load of fireworks. And that then slows ships in your kind of radius down. So, you know, it makes it easier for you to loop around them and fire at them a couple of times before right. they kind of get there. So there's these different upgrades or different abilities that you can um, equip on each of the boats as well. And they they don't lock to the boat, but they stay on them. So when I upgraded, none of the things that I'd equipped to the previous boat came with me. I'd have to unequip everything um. and take it all with me. But that's fine, because you are constantly hammered with loot and upgrades right. and different things to equip and stuff. There's there's no issue 
with that whatsoever. Yeah. I, I did feel that there was a point where I felt a little bit outgunned, but I think that was more to do with the strategy I was taking in terms of dealing with enemies and how I was playing rather than being underleveled or unequipped to deal with it. Right. Um, this wasn't like a HP sync no, level. Yes, thing. yes, completely. Um, and I, I found a very nice way and a very a good rhythm to kind of play when I'm getting in a battle of how I like to kind of maneuver around and be able to sort of fire on um, enemies and a good couple of abilities which I really like and, and use quite well. So I think people could tailor it a little bit to their sort of own style of how they want to do it. You know, it, it, it's always going to be the same. You're a, a, a ship which takes time to sort of turn and things. And As I said, there are three speeds. So, you know, reasonable strategy. You turn quicker going slower. Um, so right. reasonable strategy to kind of go fast, slow down, turn, fire your cannons, and then sh- sh- sort of speed off again, yeah. that kind of thing. So there'll be ways that people can tailor it a little bit to the way that they kind of want to play um, but it sounds like there's a quite a different uh, variety of builds yeah absolutely outside of the ships yeah. like in, in each individual ship yeah yeah completely you could you could absolutely load up on having much more um, sort of health for your hull or your sails um, or your crew you know having a, a, a larger crew with you um, oh I suppose one thing um to mention there is different ammo as well so you can change the ammo of your cannons and that will mm. take down either the sails the hull or the crew and that then will affect boats in different ways so if you take down all of their sails they don't move as fast but you need to take down all of their hull to sort of sink them so right. you can kind yeah. of you can you can you can play it that way as well you know you go in you take down their sails you kind of immobilize them and then they're sort of sitting ducks for you to sort of circle and be able to kind of take down. Um, so there's lots of uh, um, variety in sort of what you can do and how you can build out your ship. Absolutely, you could be just a tank that okay. just fires off a fireball, which just burns them for a little bit and slowly, you know, a little bit of damage over time, slowly burns them. Just let them chase you, shoot you a little bit, and then just burn them down again because you've got yeah. so much HP, you can allow that. Um, and then you sit and you repair and and just go sort of after the next thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of variety in in how people would play um, to kind of keep you going. And I, I I'm playing on difficulty number two out of five. Mm. I was too scared to go on difficulty number three because there is an essence of like permadeath to it. It's not permadeath. It's not really? permadeath, but it's more like an MMO where, like EverQuest, if you died and you respawned, all your gear was on your hmm. body and you start off with nothing. Okay. And I was right. too scared to jump up to the next one. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've not played this game before. I don't I, I don't want that. I, I, you know, if I die <laughs> and I've died in some absolutely stupid ways, uh, you know, oh, my I, I, I've just, I've just sailed into a, a, a barrel in the sea. Which has exploded me <laughs> whilst I'm sailing away from people chasing me and thinking, I'll go around the barrel and then loop and they'll arc into the barrel. No, I kind of <laughs> looked away a little bit and then just sailed into the barrel and exploded and died. Um, so there's, you know, 
if I had have had that kind of permadeath thing on it and all of my inventory had just been gone, then I'd have been very, very unhappy. And I'm glad that I didn't do that and I elected to be a baby <laughs> and just play on slightly hard, but not too hard mode. Uh, so I appreciate as well that there's this level of difficulty to it too. But yeah, it's fun. It's it's really fun. Um, I don't know how much it is. That's something we could probably... Oh, my telephone decided to plug it in. It's making noises at me. I did have it up on Steam. I did as well. And then I got it 19? It's 19 pounds. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same on PS4 as well. Mm-hmm. King of Seas? King of Seas. It's got 24 positive reviews, oh, nice. which is uh, pretty good for today. Yeah. Just got it today, yeah. Any no- anything noteworthy uh, before we move on? They say it's like Sid Meier's Pirates. A game, a game I Pirates? own, but have never played. I haven't, but um, that's what everyone in the reviews are well, saying. Yeah, there you go. But hey, if, if, if there's a game I've never played, I... I 99% sure wow. is a very good game. It's Sid it's, 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 it's Meier's uh, I mean, Sid Meier's anything, really. Yeah, anything Apart that he's from made. from Beyond yeah, Earth. Ha! Be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so in, in, in the standard uh, well, we have segment we haven't done in a while, uh, Review Roundup. Mm. Uh, just because I happened to bump into this, which was... Um, User Dave Winterborn on Steam said, Looking forward to this game for a while. What a letdown. Oh. No mouse control, and the control keys are all over the place. Compare it to the likes of all the Sea Dog games, control keys are terrible. I like to concentrate on the game instead of trying to hit the right keys. Won't play it again until control keys are brought up to modern day. Wow. Okay. Um, which is pretty scathing, but also one thing. Sure. Um, but the, the, what I wanted, why I wanted to bring this up was because the devs responded, actually. Greg from Team17 said, Hi there, sorry to hear that you didn't enjoy the experience. We have rebindable keys and mouse control support on the way. I hope that'll convince you to give the game another shot in the future. Um, so, and that's like the, the negative review. Right. Essentially. Mm. Um, so, uh, like, I... Everyone else seems to like it. Uh, I, I think it's worth noting for PC people if it if the keys are bad, but also it has full gamepad support, and I'm guessing the gamepad controls are standard yes. in the sense of they make ergonomic sense. Absolutely, uh, yeah, they do. What you've yeah. said about your copy, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that's the only bad thing, I get that that's frustrating, but also it's a keyboard mm. game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the keys are by default. Um, so yeah, I, useful to know, but mostly I, I just want to commend them for having day one, just someone on their team being like, I think team 17 are oh, very good th- at that. This is, this is like someone it's, it's steam reviews, right? Like someone has the shitty job of being like, Oh God, there's a negative review. What's this about? It's like, Oh, actually this, this is something I can comment on. And I'm going to take like, hmm. they've either someone's taking the time to do this or they're paying someone to take the time for this either way it's good to just like look out for things like this which is like a review that wasn't great but was about a feature that they can sure. fix rather than yeah, yeah. i'm sure i'm sure the dev probably already knew that would yeah. be a, usually when yeah they know what the reviews are gonna be <laughs> yeah i just mean they know like, what people are gonna have issue with yeah but bothering to, like i think it's really important that, that when studios 
Yeah. And it tends to almost always only be the smaller ones, right? But I mean, who... I, I like Steam because there's always somebody who has asked the question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because I'm just like, I just want to know how long a game is. Not, not because it's like that will, you know, influence my purchasing decision. I'm like, you know, I'm not one of those people like, oh, it was only two hours, yeah, it was ten pounds. It's like, people worked on this, you know, for a two-hour game, that's ten pounds. You just want to schedule your time in, right? Years of development. Mm. Exactly. That, that, it's like, do I have the time to play this now or this weekend yeah. or something? So there's always someone who's asked that question <laughs> for reasons that are kind of crappy. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, helps. it helps. It helps. It helps, exactly. <laughs> helps me. Yeah, yes. good. Um, should we open up some more beers and then, Lucy, we can jump into um, what you'd like to discuss this week. Uh, I'm going to open a beer, which is a collaboration, the Oaked Imperial Stout from Alpha Delta, North Brewing Company, and Tartarus. Uh, this is... Oh, hang on. No, maybe it's called Tartarus. Like that, that level in Hades. I mean, it's an entire area of hell. Mm. Maybe it's called Tartarus. <laughs> okay. um, it's. Oh, no, I get my general knowledge from video games. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad I missed a fish and chips condiment joke. Uh, yes. Talking about the sea. <laughs> Um, I, I was watching. I was watching Lucy process my bad joke. <laughs> that, that was amusing to me. Those on the uh, totally. video, or the not the audio podcast, missed some some thoughts. So this beer doesn't give me much. <laughs> this beer gives me almost nothing. I think it's called Tartarus, rather than it being from someone called Tartarus. Uh, but it's Alpha Delta North Brewing Company, at least. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely called Tartarus because Alpha Delta then say collaboration with North Brewing Company. Uh, an oaked imperial stamp. That's, that's pretty much all I get. It's 10.5%. Um, sounds, wheat, sounds barley, sounds oats, hops, yeast, dextrose, lactose, vanilla extract. Oh, wait. Tartarus is a beer company? Yes. Yes, they yeah, are, which is why I thought it might be this, with them, but it right. obviously isn't. It's just called Tartarus yeah. instead. I can't wait for... Um, I don't know. Fucking... Oh my god, my back. I was just a brew dog to come up with a Corona beer. There we go. I couldn't think of two <laughs> beer brands. My brain went blank when I was trying to make this stupid joke. Uh, editor, cut this out. I miss being the editor. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I'm absolutely going to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pour this beer, though. What have you? What, what are you drinking right. next? Mm. While you pour that beer, I'm going to... Um, so I actually picked these beers because they look really good together. Hmm. So I'll remind you what the duration looks like. And then here is the boundary. Ah, nice. Look at that. Look at that. Look at those color palettes. But also, I have to laugh because picking this one because of its similarity to this one, but this one is called the Very Unique. <laughs> So this is the very unique from Boundary. Uh, it's an IBA dry hopped with uh, Strata, Simcoe, and Cascade. The artwork is by John Robinson Art. Um, it's six uh, percent. It I really I like the artwork a lot. Um, it honestly was like, yeah, I'll go for this. I like Boundary. 
Sometimes, you know what, the tin does it, because, I mean, also... Yeah, three, sometimes. Three decent hops from a good brewery. Nice. Not going to complain. Yeah. Good. Um, well, I just... The aesthetics pat, matter. Agreed. Pat the beer quick. And I can tell you about it, because as soon as Ooh. I was pouring it, I instantly got hit on the nose with a ton of chocolate. Absolutely loads. And that vanilla as well. Yeah, yeah and that vanilla. When you're getting close, yeah, that yeah. vanilla is very, very big. Mm. Um, I picked out for Delta. I don't know if we'll talk about it just for a, a moment, uh, but I picked an Alpha Delta beer because they were um, chosen as one of the Raise the Bar breweries for the okay. uh, We Are Beer beer festivals. So, you know, we mm. had Tom on a few weeks ago to talk about the Bristol Craft Beer Festival, uh, which we have now found out is delayed. Uh, and is now going to happen. I mean, that was going to be my second mm-hmm. um, segment if we had the time. Sure. I mean, we can we can talk about it very, very swiftly. But yeah, it's been delayed because, uh, from the explanation they gave, there was some issues that Bristol City Council imposed on them that they didn't feel w- if they complied with would suit the festival. I guess so. They have pushed it back um, to a, a, a weekend. In July, was it July at some point? Yes, it is definitely a weekend yes. in July. Yeah. Um, or the end of July, something like that, isn't it? Um, so, uh, yeah, but I picked Alfred out because they were picked as one of the Raise the Bar uh, breweries for that. So, normally in those festivals, they have a few breweries who are kind of upcoming, kind of new. Uh, I knew Newtown Park, uh, Attic. Uh, were also picked for for this year, uh, but I've had a couple of Alpha Delta, Delta beers, and they've always been good. So you know, it seems like a mm-hmm. very strong choice for that. And just from the nose from this beer, mm. strong straight away, as you would expect. Glad, glad to see Attic mm. among them. Attic are very good. They are. Repping, repping Birmingham. Ooh, wow, Ooh. wow, fuck me. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'm done. I'm not going to talk about it. So just, I'm just going to chill out and drink this beer. You guys crack on. I mean, okay. Um, uh, from the uh, notes uh, <laughs> on the website, it says that it's very smooth. It is. So. It is incredibly smooth. Yeah. Oh. I'm just going to re- say words, and you can just mm-hmm. nod. You don't even have to speak. <sighs> You're very accommodating, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting any of the? Uh, so was it an oak barrels? Was it? It is an oaked imperial so stout. It doesn't website. say anything about oak barrels, but the, I, I would assume oaked so, means yeah. that I'm definitely getting mm. that. Definitely getting a lot of woody notes from it. Mm. Um, the vanilla kicks in through as well. It's nice and roasted, uh, but everything is there. It, it's not a beer which kind of goes here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. It's just here's everything, and you can pick all of those bits out. And they all flow through, nice. but they all work very, very well together. Um, the it, I mean, it does flow a little bit. The vanilla kicks off a little bit bigger, hmm. but then the kind of the oaky note sort of sits sort of in the background, and that roasted, very, very sweet chocolate. Because this was this does have lactose in it, I think, 
Um, I don't call it a milk stout, but it does have lactose in it. Um, that's that sweet chocolatey note, kind of just picks above the vanilla. The vanilla does stay; it just subsides very slightly. And that woody note—it's kind of, you know, the vanilla's here to start with. The the woodiness mm. notes down here, and the chocolate's kind of in the middle. And those two kind of just the vanilla and the oakiness kind of just change positions as it kind of goes on and sits in your mouth a little bit. Um, but it's it's lovely. It's lovely. I think a little bit of that sweetness comes from it being 10.5% and they're not afraid to kind of hide that. Yeah. Um, it does work very well with it being a an oaked or a barrel, possibly possibly barrel-aged kind of rum. Uh, uh, rum, fucking hell. Talking, thinking about pirates too much. <laughs> uh, stout. Um, whether this was aged in barrels or i know there's ways of um people don't kind of barrel age things now they do stuff with like wood chips and things as well don't they yes so uh, this doesn't yeah this doesn't give me any information about that on the can at least um Uh, i had a hemp beer from them that was really good that must have been like two yeah, years ago. It says aged on oak spirals. So. Right. Don't know what that means. What's a spiral? It means like your flakes. I think you think? Got some like shavings? Off, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from it. I mean, I'm. I, and I know nothing about I'm getting that beer, from so the beer, absolutely, absolutely, as well. Wrong. So <laughs> it's, it's very easy. This is just really nice. It's a really lovely flavour. It's very, very easy. Um, you know, it's not giving me much, apart from being chocolatey, bit of vanilla, a lot mm. of oak, a, a nice woody note to it. It's not doing much else, but all of those work very well yeah, together. You can, so it's it's oh, just a very very you can, pleasant. You can flavor. literally, you can literally buy oak spirals. I was just I was just seeing that they're they're like <laughs> uh, an actual spiral of oak, so not shavings, mm. but like literally like carving. It looks like about that much around it's hard to tell just this spiral carving of oak to then put in such that it has a presumably maximum surface area for wood yeah uh mm. neat I've, i didn't know this thing is you, you can buy these spirals for various prices yeah. online nice. um and there's different types of oak to give it different things mm. interesting yeah so so it's like chips but except it's just Bigger. Something you can it's kind of possibly yeah. reusable, <laughs> dip in and out a little bit. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. I guess once you it's been infused, like I mean, there's there's lots of potential with that, isn't there? After second use, or, yeah. I mean, one of the things you know. why you use um, bourbon or sherry casks or something is so that the taste of the previous thing comes out. But if you're just looking for yeah. that oaky flavor, then fresh oak is. What you want, which is why bourbon, like bourbon, needs fresh casks. Yep. While like a whiskey from Ireland or Scotland needs already used casks. Mm -hmm. Um, so I could imagine that you would get like an just an American oak or a French oak to give it an o anything you're trying to infuse an oaky taste. But then presumably you could or an English oak reuse one, right? Like I don't know. Get that flavor. Yeah, 
Get your money's in the same get, way the barrels get work, your money's right? worth. Just double dip yeah. all of your oak <laughs> constantly. I mean, that's essentially what like the whiskey yeah, does, so right? Like bourbon yeah. makes a cask, then they then they collapse the casks and they ship it overseas, and then the the the, the like Scottish distilleries use them. Mm. Yeah, which is crazy, but it works. Yeah, yeah. whiskey tastes great. Bourbon aged whiskey, anyway. Bourbon barrel whiskey. Let me talk to you about my beard, hmm. rather than trailing off about other alcohols. Um, nose, much more tropical, bit of pininess, much more like a a clear piney than like a resinous. It's not like it's not the resin pininess where it's like oh yeah the sap from a pine tree. Okay, this is like the needles. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like that that that. Very clear. I, I enjoyed your facial expressions, Ben, because at first you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't follow what he's saying. Like, oh no, I yeah. get it. Um, it's fine. Um, and it's got like, um, I want to say, might be kind of generic tropical taste. Mm. I'm not getting like somewhere tropical mango, but none of those specific notes. Okay. Just like that sort of juicy vibrancy that you get with tropical fruits. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. It's a little more effervescent than the last beer. Um. It actually has a bit of this sweetness, almost mango, with a bit more mangoey on the um, initial taste, and then this um. Yeah, that pininess that came off the nose kicks through. This is super interesting. Um, there's like this sweet kind of dilute mango taste. Mm. It sort of ebbs and flows. The very beginning of the taste, though, you're like, oh, there's like I think part of it is just this, like, you can see it. It's not that bubbly, but almost all... Because it's this hit of sweet tropical mango-ness um, with the bubbles right at the beginning, but then they all fade. There's no lingering sort of carbonation that might keep going, even on a bigger sip. Um, you're getting this hit of, oh, yes, mango. But then immediately on top is this piney overtone that this stays and then the burst sort of goes away and then you've just got this pininess and it leads to this um yeah just just lovely bitterness that still has a lingering slight sweet Mm. um finishes super wet could easily sit on that bitterness but because i like that hit so this is this is what this is what I talk about a lot about when a beer makes you drink it again out of I want the yes. taste rather than I'm trying to offset some bitterness. The lingering bitterness is 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 fine. It's just like I said, slight sweet and this slight light pininess. It's bitter, but I could easily sit with it. But because I liked the beginning of the taste, I'm going back for it. It's also wet on the finish, so I don't feel dried out. So while the previous beer kind of had an interesting balance because it was like a little dried out, but a little more bitter than I would have thought. And that's why I went back. This is like, I like, 
what it does at the beginning, but I don't dislike what it does afterwards. Now that I've sat with it a bit, there's also some light multi-undertones, hmm. which are helping carry it through, I think, between that hit of flavor and just sort of pretty light, slightly piney um, finish. Mm -hmm. This is really interesting because what I, I like that first, like, second and a half the most. It's like slightly juice balmy, but with a pininess that's keeping it from being a bomb. Sure, yeah. And then it goes to sort of, they then there's this midpoint, like, within a second and a half of, yeah, these two things are balanced. And then the juicy um, tropical stuff kind of fades out, and you're just left with this, like I said, this sweetness and this pininess. Hmm. I enjoy that you said. I will maybe report on more if the, if more things mm, happen. I enjoy that you said hit mango a lot. Ah, <laughs> uh, well done, you and me, I guess, but not me on purpose. <laughs> we always we always come back to it. We can't get away from it. Mango seems to be a flavor that we have experienced a lot more in the last maybe six months or so uh we, i would say we, we've, we've more like four yeah I think. we've kind of moved away from everything being grapefruits and almost everything being mango uh, i don't know whether that's a shift in hops mm. in batches of hops in what people are kind of combining but we're getting a lot of mango at the moment in beers mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I, yeah, I, completely. Yeah, I'll take I'll it's, take mango over grapefruit. Yeah, I mean, oh, depends on the day. Um, Tuesday, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing is we're still in this like we weren't like peak bitter a few year years ago, mm. and even the juice bomb summer was still like offset by like it was still going to be bitter at the end. Yes. The, the juice bombs are very grapefruity as a result. Um, and now, and like the past couple of years, we've just had these strong IPAs that don't, you know, aren't super bitter on the end. And I think we've, we're, we're, I think this is making the tropical fruits seem much more apparent because um, we're not getting this. So even when they're citrus and tropical, when they're citrus and super bitter, you're getting this grapefruit kind of pulling together because both of the, grapefruit lives in both of those sure yeah, and now yeah. we're having way like way less of that and so the and like yeah what is interesting though not not to say that it's just this difference but because i i think you're onto something where it's like there are multiple tropical fruits but we are all seeing this specific type of tropical quite often mm. so i think it's a combination of the withdrawal of that bitterness which you know means the citrus stays out of the grapefruit territories yes. um so like you hear me talking about a slight key liminess and i think that's probably because it's a is what it's the citrus and that sweet tropical taste together making me think in the same way that the citrus and the bitter might maybe think grapefruit right like i think we're, we're seeing the the bitterness withdraw and also like you said the tropical is stepping up a bit. We're getting a little more sweet, a little less tart. Mm. And so we're getting more mango-y notes as a result. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Good thoughts. Mm. Nice. Good. Speaking of thoughts, Lucy, do you have thoughts about video games? <laughs> <laughs> They're for babies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Thought number one, yeah, they're for fair. babies. Thought yeah. number two, they're for babies. Yeah. Uh, probably a game that I wouldn't recommend babies play. Um, I played Erica on oh, PC. Nice. Because that released on yeah. PC today as well. It did. Um, yeah. A deal? I know, Ben, you played it on, on PS4. Yes. Did you ever play it as well? I didn't. Oh, but it. Um, let me see if I've got this right. Um, you probably own it on PC. I, I, you know, just came he out does today. because I gave <laughs> so him a code is, for it. That's okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say I do own it on PC, but I couldn't remember why, and I was confused. And Ben has solved that problem puzzle. <laughs> okay. And now I remember this interaction. Of I haven't, I haven't gotten PC. around to playing it, but I did install yeah. it. It just, it, mm-hmm. like, when I was closing out the game I was streaming, it was like, update, queued, Erica. I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> um, I couldn't remember that you gave it to me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go into spoilers because it is a very story yes. heavy game. And I'm not even quite sure what happens anyway. So <laughs> I probably wouldn't be the best person to go into the plot. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I like that games like this exist. Mm-hmm. It's an it's like an FMV uh, interactive thriller. Um, it's very light on gameplay. It, the, the bits of gameplay that are in there is just you kind of like you know just clicking on in a very tactile kind of way, like flipping over pages of books. You know, like lighting a lighter, and it's very light in that sense. I think it does a good sense of. Still keeping you engaged mm-hmm. in it yes. um, with those, you know, very light mechanics. But I think it's mostly about mm. the story and um, the production quality is yeah. excellent. Um, kind of reminds me of like Late Show, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is a different publisher. Um, yeah, just uh, like really high quality. Um, I think this is even better quality than like like Late Shift. Um, like really high quality, well filmed, well you know like directed kind of movie. Um, the story was weird. I mean, right off the bat, it starts off with like things to do with like the occult yeah. and stuff like that, and uh, it just gets weirder from there. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure if I was, you know, overly, you know, convinced and you know, you know, bowled over by the story, but I. It's one of those. It's one of those where it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I I sat aside two hours and I was just like, I just want a nice, well, not nice, but like breezy experience where I'm not yep. having to do much. Um, it's sort of like, okay, Telltale's gone now. Yeah. So you know, I want that kind of experience, and um, yeah, it kept me engaged. Mm. So even though, if I, you know, after after all my choices and at the end of the game, I'm thinking. Okay, what was that story? Didn't quite understand what was going on here, and why do characters not like react in the way that you know I'd expect them to, and stuff like that? But I was engaged for for the Absolutely. time that um, I, I was playing it, and I imagine you know there's there's tons of different variations mm. on what you can do. So having to factor that into a cohesive story is easier yes. said than done. So I wasn't too you know, I wasn't too heartbroken over the fact that it's like, okay, there were kind of some plot holes. Um, if I if I really 
you know, stay to look at it. So it was just a game where it's like mm. I enjoyed that experience for the two hours. Nice. It kept me engaged, kept me kept me going because I pretty much played it in one sitting. Oh wow! Um, okay. So yeah, so it, it, as I say, even some people may not be convinced by the story, you know, when the credits rolled, but. That was the same for me for like like late mm-hmm. shift. Um, right. I was just like, why, why are these people? Why, why anything? Why, yeah. Why, why are, are these, these the two decisions? To... <laughs> why isn't the decision just <laughs> leave? Yeah. Just Go like, home. Yeah. Nah, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I think what Erica does well is, but yeah, mm. it has you kind of question those decisions. So when I played, I played with Kim. Um, it's a PlayLink game, so we were, we were making decisions kind of on the phone mm-hmm. uh, through the PlayStation and stuff. So we kind of we, we a decision would pop up, and you'd be like, "Oh shit, which one should we make? Both of them seem interesting. Let's pick this one." And we picked it. It played through a little bit, and we we're like, "Oh, I wonder what would have happened if we had have picked the other thing." Like it's intriguing enough mm-hmm. that. It makes you think, whilst you're playing at least, makes you think, oh, I wonder what that would have done. I, I wonder where this would have taken us. How, would we have missed this? Would, right. would this have happened instead? And uh, and I think this is absolutely, you know, any of these games are a game to play with another person kind of by your side. Um, yeah. And Adam, when, when, you, when you actually play this, play it with someone, right? Because, okay, because yeah, I think that's agreed. a really good way of doing things. Like it, it is timed in those decisions. I think so. You have to be quite quick in making that judgment in what you're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it absolutely builds then conversation, and it's the same as a movie. You know, characters will make a decision, yeah. and you'll sit there and go, "Why did they do that? Why didn't they do this?" And you have that kind of conversation <laughs> around that. And so when something happens and you see the consequence of that you then have that conversation like should we have done this should we have done that will that then affect the next decision that we make in that story and i i think erica does that very well in in kind of leading you and then making you sort of second guess what you're looking to to do with that yeah as i say very engaging like i i, I kept wanting to go um mm. deeper into that story um and yeah, just the production quality yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. So, so it's it's in that same category of like until dawn, in the sense of it doesn't uh, work nearly as well by yourself. I, I think until dawn is just a fantastic game anyway. Whoever, whether you play it solo or with other people, um, uh, I love until dawn. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to. Uh, Compare. I, I don't. I don't. I wasn't exactly um, as as infused with Erica no, that I was with no, uh, until gotcha. dawn. Because um, until dawn's just very stupid. <laughs> it, it, it I mean, that's why it works, right? That well, line. Uh, yeah, having that stupid team. Yes. Pulpy until kind until of dawn. Until dawn is thing. like a slasher film. Yeah. And Erica is more like a slow burning thriller. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's more, it's more mm. thoughtful. It's got more. I, I mean, it deals with things with like the occult and mental health, and I'm, um, as you say, it, it, it's much more serious. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised than, than that, that. So, on the surface, you would think slasher film, uh, you know, bubbling thriller. You would think play by myself is okay. 
play with others is ness is better but you're actually as you're saying the inverse which i find interesting uh and this is this is it's because the genre doesn't uh, no, speak to the game uh, yeah. as much but what you're saying is there's I think Until Dawn's fantastic with other people as well. I just think, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just... however you play that game, it's a really good experience mm. regardless. Yeah, I, like I said, it, 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 I don't think it's it's a, it's because the genre doesn't tell anything. But I, I would was surprised given my preconceptions about the genres and like you, watching a horror film with your friends versus a thriller and like how much you get out of that. But obviously, it ain't watching the film; it's playing the yes. game, and that that says a yeah, lot about game too. Until yeah. Dawn, so. Mm. Cool. Well, then yeah, I will uh, not play that game. Say much more. And I haven't been playing that game that you gave me because I haven't had a chance to play it with someone, and that's why. It's not that I forgot all <laughs> yeah. about it after you gave it to me. Yeah, because I was thinking, this would be good to just play with somebody else, but, you know, um, I wanted to play it before it came out. Yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> um, is it... Um, so you said there was timed interactions? So there's time decisions. So there were there, there's yeah. points, you know, uh, like a like a thriller movie. So there's there's a point. So uh, again, it depends on the decisions that you make. So I, I remember there was a point where I decided to investigate like a back room, like a security room, or something like that. Mm. And then there was this kind of pop up, like, "Hey, the, the, someone's coming. What are you going to do?" Will you hide or will you confront them yeah. kind of thing? Are those time-based? Because I mm. felt, felt like I just stood there staring at things for so long. <laughs> so at some point, it, it does give and, you, and it does give you some yeah. notion of, of, of not worrying about kind of the time and being able to just yeah, make a decision, yeah. definitely. I think the quick pace ones, I didn't notice that they were time because I would be like, why are you doing that stupid thing? You just do of this. Of course you're yeah. not going to go to... Right. Of course you're not going to go to the murder house. Of course you're going to... You didn't, you didn't go to the murder house. You... Didn't look through the tiny no. little peephole in the wall and see someone like no. scurry past <laughs> and then fuck everything up because you Ooh. explored it. Like No, I stayed put. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to go get my... I, I think this is... I, I am think not this is curious. Good, good, like my final thought on Erica is this is the good this is the good thing. There are multiple playthroughs of this game where you can completely mm. miss stuff. But it does right. not detract from the experience that you have. No, because I, I played it quite cautiously and I still feel like I had good mm. enough experience um at the end. Um because yeah, I certainly did miss some things. Um being a little baby. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, this makes me That's really want to play it now. Um, I'll have to yeah, find someone yeah. to put through it, or stream it maybe, or something like some sort of interacting with people. Because it turns out mm-hmm. I might be able to hire friends via the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And that what streaming is? That is pretty much what streaming is. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, if you do it Second well enough, they're hiring away, you. Yeah. But you know. Yes. <laughs> Um, mm. Next game that I played mm. uh, is I'll jump into Mind Scanners, um, which came out last week. I don't know this um, game. It's on on surface level. You look at it and it's like this is very papers, please. Um, oh, I do know this game. <laughs> yeah, it's basically you're setting this uh, retro futuristic dystopia. Where um, 
you are the role of a mind scanner. Uh, the game just opens up first of all saying it's like, oh, you get this letter, it's like basically your daughter is now in the quarantined or she's been like sectioned. This game is, it, it, I wouldn't say it delves deep into mental health, but it, it has things to do with mental health. It's like on its surface. Um, I, I haven't finished the game yet, so I don't know how much more of a commentary there is on mm. mental health, but um, that is definitely uh, what they're hinting at here, which I'll get more into later. But basically your daughter's been, I think, I section because in, in this uh, place called, I think it's called The Structure, I think. Mm. Um, basically this fenced dystopian you know, Orwellian kind of uh, stronghold where basically it's very binary in the fact it's like these people are insane, these mm-hmm. people are sane. And you know, the, as mental health the, goes. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I mean, aren't people still administering ECT in this country? Um, uh, ECT has evidence behind it, though. It does, but it also doesn't. <laughs> what? No. But that, that's what I'm saying. But, 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 what but I'm what just kind saying, of conversation like, are we getting into? Hang on, hang on. I was saying, like, how, how th- that was just the standard for treating all mental health. Ah, that's yeah, what okay. this game is trying to get at. Right. Yes, you know, obviously there are benefits to it, but it's like, not it, there, there was no place in society where that was the, you know solution mm. for all mental health problems, yeah, the, whereas this the, game is very much... Mm. We don't want to live in one flew over the cuckoo's nest, where the same guy who's, like, just trying to get by without being in prison gets ECT'd, right? Like, you're saying, that's yeah. the world. Yes, that Easy is Easy to for everyone. Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe maybe a bit of analogy is like, I don't know, lobotomies or something like that, where it's like, okay, um... I mean, this you you basically it's very papers please. I think it's like this kind of you're doing these administerial tasks. You've got um, the the whole UI interface is basically like your kind of workstation, and you're going around this city, um, basically deeming whether these people are sane or insane. Uh, it's only that binary, re- really. Um, and these things can be like so benign and like I showed you one where it's like, oh, this guy just collects uh, video game figures and he's basically spending all of his uh, his trust fund and his inherited wealth on video game figures. And I'm like, he's insane because I, I do that and I'm also insane, <laughs> except, that yeah. I don't, except that I don't have a trust fund. <laughs> That's the difference. So I'm probably even more insane because mm. I don't have the money to do it. Um, so so it is just like okay i've deemed you to be insane and you basically do this uh it's the ink block the roshark uh roshark test on these people and it's like okay what do you what do you see in these images and it's like you 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 start to profile these the these subjects um your patients and basically it comes up with a made up um you know name for whatever I think they call it diseases in this game or whatever they, they, they make up a name for it which is probably best instead of uh, calling you know what what these analogs to actual right. mental health issues are um, and then the the whole 
the main crux of the game is you're trying to quote unquote fix these people um, by uh, it's, it's sort of like WarioWare mini games where mm. you're like having to put these like really invasive and like really horrible looking contraptions on <laughs> people and basically suck out the health mental health issues where um, and by doing that it it literally you have this kind of meter where it's like the more you administer these like kind of messed up uh, things on people um, the, the lower their you know, the more personality they lose you have this bar where it's like so much their personality they have currently and it like goes down um, the more you administer these things um, and it's yeah the, the, the mini games are a bit they're interesting at first but then when you have like basically you have like these symbols and each symbol needs a spe- specific type of contraption to like reduce this this character trait that they have so it's a kind of puzzle game where it's like okay i have this contraption that can get f- rid of three of these symbols in a row but it's interrupted by this other symbol in here and it's mm. like okay it's sort of like match free sort of like mm. bejeweled where it's like i have to get rid of this blue gem so i can just knock out all you know right. three of these red gems and so there's a bit of a puzzle element to that but there's quite a lot of these symbols like per person they just like at the start of the game it's like okay i've got to knock out eight of these symbols and it goes to like oh, 25 right. wow. and, and stuff like that and it's like it takes multiple days to treat mm. patients sometimes Oof. And that wouldn't be that wouldn't be an issue, except that the currency in this game is basically mm. time. So each day, you, I think you have like you have this um, like little egg timer symbol. And I think it's like two hundred, um, and having to travel to patients that costs time. That costs currency. Developing new of the contraptions to treat people mm. that costs time. Um, that costs money, uh, actual money. And like at the end of each day, sort of like papers, please. You have to pay like rent. Um, like so, I think it's always seven, seven whatever their currency is. And so you, it's this kind of balancing act of I need to make enough money. Treating a patient is like fifteen of the currency, or four. Yeah, it's fifteen of the currency. I need to treat enough people in a day so I do not get evicted from my house. <laughs> right. Basically, so it has, this, it has this other kind of um, level ha- on top of Papers, Please, you know, which was situated in yeah. one location. You got through as many kind of things as possible and, and the amount of information you were given and the difficulty of determining those people kind of ramped up with the amount of stuff you had to kind of filter through this sounds like it has that mm. extra layer on top where you're having to manage your time as well like do i go does it, yeah. does it give you choices is like can i go and visit this person or can i go and visit this person yeah this but person's like, only this far yeah, away but this all person's these people this seem, far away and that kind of thing as well mm. absolutely but all these people so far seem like very far it's like 80 credits just like gone yeah. on, on the travel and like if you're having to deal with them the second day, you still have to go and travel to them. Um, so it's more incurred costs. So it's I, I'm not sure I like how that's balanced, especially when you're only getting like through because of the times running down. You only get through like 
maybe one patient a day and I, th I think that won't be a problem as long as you know I've seen enough different characters and but doing the mini games over and over and over again some of them are very like tactile and they they feel that they, they, they don't give me that sense of joy as sort of, sort of like nuts early on in this uh, year right. when you like using all this analog tech it doesn't give quite give me that feeling um, at, at first it did it was fun like you know moving dials you know doing these uh, like kind of matching these symbols and stuff like that but and you know like toggling things to like correspond with morse code but i think after a while it's a bit like mm, i just want to just get out of here yeah. I, want, I want to be done with you patient uh, um i mean let, let's do a quick review roundup because i think others have similar okay. uh opinions basically what i find interesting is there's of the um negative reviews uh mm -hmm. Oh, almost all of them are paragraphs long and they all mention papers please <laughs> in a less than good comparison but i've, I've picked a couple that are shorter one of them is just um it's just a handful of mini games with no escalation of stakes or difficulty the storyline is shallow and the game's super short too by G big gay bunny and i think the fact that it's short seems like a blessing and a curse because it sounds yeah. like the mini games overstay their welcome, so it's short. That's fine, but then the depth that then there's no depth, right? Like then it's just yeah, I'm treating people I'm like, for the sake of it. Yeah, I'm about three and a half hours in, and so, so some of the mini games are, you know, getting a bit mm. tiresome. And they throw more things in it where it's like, okay, it's even harder for you to get like a perfect match because you know this person has like super super brain and it's like oh we're gonna have to wait for you know like something to melt around these symbols before i can right you know administer the the contraption so it's like maybe this could have been fixed like if i had more time and it it feels like i'm not getting that sense of satisfaction where i feel like i've completed the puzzle you know in just by like you know the skin of my teeth and it's like right. I it feels like there's no way I'm going to be able to do this you know con you know get this treatment done in one day it doesn't feel like the strategy of putting all those symbols in a row is it doesn't feel like the game affords you that it feels like you're more mm -hmm. scrambling instead of having the time to figure it out and more strategy it just feels like how quickly can I do these mini games? And sometimes it's like the more I rush, the worse it the gets. More, you know, yeah. And if you mess up, their stress levels go up. And I oh. think if their stress levels go up too high, that basically like, I can't I can't treat this subject yep. anymore today. And you waste time. Like, you waste um, another day. Yeah, and you're wasting time. And if you when you're doing the Rorschach test, like if you it basically gives you three options of like, okay, what what does it what do they mean by when they say, oh, this reminds me of, um, I don't know, uh, my dad or something like this. What do they mean by that? And if you get one of those selections wrong, it knocks off time as well. So, it's like time is just it's such a 
finite resource in this mm. game and it doesn't seem it, and so far like it doesn't seem like there's any way that you can recoup that time so it's just like the it, days are just going and it, it's, it's like it's also a limitation uh, um, kind of the idea that someone will give you an answer to something uh, you know like what what do you mm. think of this picture like is there a like a finite algorithm working to say like this person thinks it looks like a guy having a piss or a car crashing into <laughs> a, a ginormous building. You know, it, it's never going to be that kind of thing. I, I assume with this game, it is like, it's this, it's this, it's this. It's this, it's yeah, this. Yeah, it's, 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 it's set answers, yeah. And it's quite quite obvious sometimes, but, you know, if you, if you get one or two wrong, it's like, it resets you a bit. But um, I really like the writing. The characters mm. are interesting so far. Oh, good. Um, I don't know about the overall story about um, what's happening with my daughter, oh. and it's like it's sort of got this. I'm going to mention mm. papers, please thing again, uh, where it's you know there's this terrorist group which are probably just like know what the government doing is effed up. And it's like to to be on their side, you have to make sure that these people have enough of their personality left after you've treated them. Right. But there's literally no time to use the contraption, oh, no. where it's like that restores their personality. So it's like, and I, I get what they're trying to do. They want to make that a push pull. It's like, do you sacrifice uh, your humanity and just basically wipe all these per- people's personalities for the sake of what the government deems as mm. sanity or insanity? And you know, get your daughter at the end of it. I assume. Or do you side with this terrorist group and be like, you know, stay true to your humanity and those of others and go down that path? I think I think you'd have to play multiple times to do... I don't think there's a push and pull. I think it's either you have to go down this right. road yeah, or that yeah. road. Um, but yeah, aesthetic's great. It has that really kind of like mm. cyberpunk... Well, retro future. It's got a great trailer. Which is what it is. As well. Yeah. 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 It's it, it's it's interesting. I want to see where mm. it goes, um, so I'm interested in, to get nice. back into it. Um, I'm conscious that we're running out of time, but there's a game that Ooh. I really want to talk about. Yeah, go for it. Can you can you yeah. nail it down to two minutes? I mean, yeah, I can I can speak about it more next week if anything. Cool. Um, it's more a PSA. Just go play Strange Land, which is um, game from. Wadjet Eye Games and Wormwood Studios. Um, it's real good. It's a really good point-and-click mm. uh, adventure game. You can tell that these guys have made point-and-click adventure games for a long time because they know, okay, just just little quality-of-life things where it's like, okay, I, I can just use the mouse scroller, mouse wheel, to select anything from my inventory. I don't have to like press I or scroll. You obviously can do that as well, but it's like I can just scroll through my inter- inventory on the mouse wheel. I can double click when I just want to transition into the next screen. I don't have to see my character walk all that way. So um, I get like there's a hint system that... in it where you can literally dial somebody, and they the the the, the hints are cryptic still. But it doesn't feel like you're just cheating. It doesn't feel like you're just mm. looking up a walkthrough. Um, because I play pre-release and it's like sometimes I did be like, mm, what do I do now? Um, but yeah, it gives you a decent hint system. So all great quality of life um, 
uh, features, but you, the conceit of the game, the setting is, you're basically in this Groundhog Day kind of loop where you die and you wake up in this really messed up looking circus, <laughs> which it's got such you know like grotesque the, and the aesthetic is something else yeah it's got some really disturbing imagery in it so and it's got a lot of themes to do like you know religion theology mythology mental health yeah it's so maybe if you're not it's something that like just dragged me into its world and it's like i didn't want to leave it and i just Mm. played through it like pretty much in two sittings maybe um, because it is so compelling, the writing is fantastic. Uh, the the pixel art is brilliant. It's so detailed. It doesn't even look, is it pixel art? Um, it didn't, from what I kind of the, the stuff I've seen doesn't look like pixel art. I mean, it's pixels. <laughs> <laughs> when you look closely, <laughs> it's pixels. It's just very yeah. highly detailed. It's not like sixteen, but it's just very high, mm. highly detailed. Yeah, the art's fantastic and. Yeah, and and um, it has a director's commentary oh, nice. mode, um, which is yeah, which is really good. So I, I I dipped into that after my first playthrough of the game, and just learning about the writing and the themes and the mm. inspirations for the game. It's it's really fascinating, and yeah, I, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, it's one of my favourite games nice. this year because it at the end of the day is just a point and click adventure game as well. Yeah. So. But the puzzles are really well crafted. As I say, you've got a hint system whenever you need help, but everything is in the world. Everything, like the dialogue from all these different weird and wonderful characters, you can, even though it's very strange and abstract in this kind of groundhog universe, all the puzzles still feel grounded. Um, for well, most of them. From <laughs> what I've seen of it, two, and what like, you've sort of said. Mm, it almost feels reductive to call it just a point-and-click adventure game. Even though it is just mm-hmm. a point-and-click adventure game, it takes such a different sort of yeah. aesthetic and stance on this. And from what you're saying, you're sort of like about the accessibility yeah. and things like that. It, it feels like it's kind of a point-and-click adventure game which has gone... We've done point-and-click adventures, but... Mm-hmm. This is something slightly different. Whilst whilst true to Absolutely. that core think, yeah. element of point of adventure, we have tried to elevate this into something that we in you know not even not even something we enjoy, just to something different. Yeah, I, I think I think even at the start of the game, maybe or maybe it's what I read on their website, but they say that they make like graphic mm. adventure games. Where it's like it's a little bit more adult. Ooh. It's you know the yeah. themes are very you know mm-hmm. very heady, very philosophical, but it still a, it still retains you know the the structure and the identity and DNA of a point and click adventure game where you do have an inventory. You are you know um, combining items. You are you are you know going through dialogue trees and solving puzzles yeah. and everything. So. Yeah, it's, it feels yeah. like a. Grown it's up. like the nineteen nineties graphic <laughs> novel like to a comic book. It's that slightly yep, mature, absolutely. slightly in depth version of that the thing that everybody knows. 
Mm. Yeah. And this game is very much about, you know, going through the same, you know, loop. Um, Basically, at the start of the game, you see this woman falling down a well, and you're like, what happened to this woman? How can I save her with all these different loops? And I don't want to spoil the story, um, so I won't go into it much, but it deals with a lot of different and interesting things and nice. that I really enjoyed. But, um, yeah, the, the, the whole conceit and, the, as I say, the weird dark imagery and the... <laughs> it sounds weird, but mm. adult writing. It's very... It's very, it's so nice. well written. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pick up Strangeland. Nice. I'm actually... Uh, just want to delve into, like, Wadjet Eye's um, back catalogue mm. now, so... The dev was kind enough to, um, sorry, the person distributing the codes was kind enough to send me Primordia, which is uh, the other game from this dev and Wadget Eye. So I'm going to go be going through the right. catalogue. Nice. Um, uh, Perfect. Yeah. Why, why did it take me? I've always known that Wadget Eye games are good, but. I didn't expect it to be this good. Yeah. A, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? You need something to kind of pull you in, and to then the the game sort of sets itself apart from what you're playing. It's just getting you into that space, isn't it? Which I think a lot of games struggle with, but that is the kind of the first barrier, isn't it? It's we are doing this thing, but we are doing this take on said thing. But we've got to pull yeah. you in in some kind of way, or, or or get this to you. So, yeah, and it does right off the bat. You're in this very strange circus-like, very you know, world, and so it's immediately interesting off the bat. And there's so many ways to die Ooh. in this game, which will reset you. Nice. It's not. It's your progress is still there. It's not like a Sierra <laughs> game where it's like game over. You have to reload another save. It's like. What happened? Um, it, it, it's nice. built into That's the cool. story, and um, yeah, it's just some great ways that you can die, like get ad- acid spit on oh. your face and stuff. <laughs> but, Amazing! Yeah, it's really nice. good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I just tried different ways of getting killed, just just for the fun of it, and I'm I'm pretty sure there's an achievement. <laughs> you can get there, so. Nice, yeah. something to aim towards. <laughs> good, nice, mm. nice. Something we may uh, jump back into. Um, if, if, yeah, if, I'm sure I'll yeah, be talking about it more. If, if Adam and I also get a chance to uh, fantastic. jump into it, it's, it's one that when you mention it, I'm like, oh, this looks really good. Like, aesthetically, it looks yeah. fantastic. This is definitely something to uh, to look at. So, I'm glad that gameplay wise and kind of the the, the, story the story through it is wise, is yeah. equally as intriguing as well. So. Yeah, as I say, it's it's a really competently made mm. point-and-click adventure from people who know what they're doing and how to make Perfect. good ones. So. Perfect. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll finish there this week. Uh, they're the games that we've even played. Let's talk about the beers that we have drank. Uh, I will jump straight in and say that both beers were good, but the mm-hmm. Alpha Delta North Roman Company... Tartarus mm. is my pick this week because it's a pretty standard stout, but it's very, very tasty. It will have you reaching for that glass straight away. It's 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 just really kind of Moorish. 
in what it gives you. The um, Unity uh, Cosmic Ballet, which is double IPA, was like a double IPA of old, but as we talked about um, with, with other stuff, kind of swapping grapefruit for sort of mango. And that is maybe not quite as big as a beer. Um, it felt a little bit subdued. It wasn't a big kind of juice bomb beer, even though it presented itself in everything it did, from its body to its smell to its kind of flavour. It wanted to be a big juice bomb kind of beer, but it wasn't quite there. But the Alpha Delta North Brewing Company, Taurus, is just so solid as such a good stout. It gives so, so much. That oakiness It's just just there in droves. Little bit of that kind of vanilla on there as well. A little bit of sweetness with it. A little bit of coffee, roasted notes to it as well. Really, really good. Uh, I can see why Alpha Delta were picked by a group of people to be a chosen brewery um, to appear at kind mm. of beer festivals. And I've had beers from them before, and it's always been very full in terms of its flavor from Alpha Delta. Very, very good at saying, we're doing this, but we're going to smash you in the face with it. And that is done. Yeah. They do that very, very well. So that's my pick this week. Uh, Adol, how about yourself? It's me. Uh, I actually, I like both of these for different reasons. Um, I like the duration because it has a couple of very distinct notes that are subtle, like subtle, and they're not mm-hmm. in your face, and it ebbs and flows like uh, in an interesting way. The main tastes are just there throughout, and then so I, you know, was refreshing just to have a different point in the taste curve. Similarly, actually, the boundary was like. Oh, what I really liked was just the burst of flavor at the beginning, and there was nothing wrong with the finish. I just was seeing that out mm-hmm. more. Um, and they're very similar. <laughs> Look at them. They're very similar. Um, so here's the thing. I love how yeah. much you love that. Uh, <laughs> Hey, simple look, thing, I, I'm a simple man, and when I see things that look alike, I'm like, oh, those look alike. Um, uh, <laughs> The boundary I re... Oh, you're totally distracting for what I was going to say. Um, I think I would grab the boundary for a second mm-hmm. beer. I would go for this kind of nine times out of ten second time round. Um, but that's also because the way... What I like about it is it's doing this like, hey, I'm going to be slightly drying you out in the sense of bitterness, but not on the palate, but I'm going to force you to want more because... There's this burst of flavor in the beginning of the taste, even at the end of the pint, like or the, the can. I was still like, ah, oh, those last sips were still like, ah, oh, there's this burst of sort of mangoey, slightly tempered with piney flavor. Uh, that's really cool. It's still happening, even though my palate's acclimatized to it. I'm going to want more. So obviously I'm going to want that to keep going. Like I could cycle this into two or yes. three more. Uh, while the duration was... I'm wanting. I'm gonna give it to the duration simply because I think people should oh. try it, because it was doing that thing that I was said it did, which was just this really interesting loop, right. with its subtlety. It just it just a, 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 it has characteristics of a beer you don't often mm. see, and so you might not be able to find again. Yeah. Um, so while okay. I would have several more of these, mm-hmm. I'm 
don't think I'm going to have something a... close to this anytime soon. So You're doing a service to the people. Yeah, so I'm going to go for the duration. <laughs> um, okay. Despite the fact that this is very unique. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect place to finish for this week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, joining us this evening to hear us talk about games and listen to us rant about the beers that we are drinking. If you would like to talk to us about what you're drinking, about your, what you're playing, you can do so in lots of different ways. That's Hanked Up Cast on most of the socials. I am at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is at JuicyLuce9. Adel is at the TheOmniarch. We inhabit lots of different places. If you want to play games with us, if you want to talk to us, contact us probably mostly on Twitter to get more information about where we inhabit and how you can hang out with us. You can join the Outlays Discord as well. We will drop a link somewhere for you to do so if you want to come and talk to us more about beer or about games about the things that we have been playing and to have more conversation around that as well. You can also go to outoflives.net. We are part of the Out of Lives Network. Well, I mean, we pretty much are the Out of Lives Network. Uh, plus a few of our writers as well, posting up their thoughts on games, on film, on TV, up at outoflives.net on the website. Uh, you can check out our YouTube channel as well, Out of Lives Network. I checked up a promo today about Dying Light 2 because they were kind enough to send me a little package with a few things in. So if you've got five minutes, go and check that out. See the stuff that I was sent. It's random, but you know, game companies, they send stuff. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At least it wasn't a human head. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking <laughs> glad it wasn't. It would have been awkward if I'd opened the tube up and this human head had slid out of that as well. Um, Isn't there a dev called There probably is. There's definitely... Uh... Maybe that's what they send. <laughs> Let's find them. We should play their games, probably. Uh, but they are all of the places that we inhabit. They are the games that we have played. They are the beers that we have drank this evening. Lots of stuff has gone on this week. Uh, Lucy, Adel, have either of you got a parting comment for this week? Mm. I do. Um, go watch Castlevania. On oh, Netflix. wow. Nice. Oh, I am two episodes off of finishing series four. That's what I'm going to do before oh, bed. Nice. Uh, it's good, isn't it? it? It's very good. I totally agree with Lucy. I And also, it I like fucked up because I started it and then stopped it again. And Netflix is really bad for being like, here's the recap. But also, there's no way to play the recap. So because I started the recap and then stopped it and then I tried to go back, it's like, here's the beginning of season four. I'm like, well, yeah. I wanted to watch the season three recap. And I was like, oh. I, I, I accidentally skipped it as well. But I think uh, it, it does enough of a good job it. that you don't have to, is what my, I was I, I, I think you can go to uh, episodes and more, and, mm. and it's in there. Um, oh, I couldn't find it, but I also thing. didn't try that hard, mm-hmm. and I didn't. It didn't matter. I I remember enough <laughs> nice. of it. Nice. It's fine. It's very I should good. jump in. I've, I've, For me to watch anime, I've, uh, it must yes, be good. Yes, I completely so. agree. I've, I've only watched season one of the Netflix Castlevania thing. Oh so. shit! No, oh, it's it's okay. very good. It's good. Good. Mm-hmm. Consistent. And I was very emotional at the end of season four. So. Ooh, now I'm. Oh, now now I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> 
Mm. Well, we'll find out. Mm. That boy with his whip fucking dies or some shit like that. I don't know. I'm assuming that you boy actually meant that you're a real, real big fan of Carmella, and I won't say more. I don't I think you Camilla. were. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was trying to be quick so that I wouldn't, if yeah. Ben or others started to watch, they wouldn't remember my quip. Um, yes. Do do what Lucy said. I have nothing Good. else to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and the Wild at Heart video game, if you miss Pikmin, oh. go play that. Okay. It's on Game Pass. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. It's Some solid... I'll speak about nice. more next Some week. solid recommendations cool. to finish this week out on. Uh, that's us. That's everything. We have been tanked up. Bye bye. Bye. Ciao. www.outoflives.net. <laughs> <laughs>